You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. Hello. Hello. Welcome back to another episode of The Juice. I'm your host, Solomon Giorgio, comedian, writer, and the first man on the moon. Today, I'm so excited to welcome someone who redefines the term family business. You know him from shows like My Brother, My Brother and Me, The Adventure Zone, and Sawbones. The podcast he makes with his wife, brothers, and father have been adapted into a New York Times bestselling book, a graphic novel series, and a popular television series on both NBC's streaming app and iTunes. He's such a funny and talented guy. Join me in giving a big, juicy welcome to Justin McElroy. Hi, Justin. Hi. How How's it going? Good. It's been a long time, I feel yeah. like. It's been, I think the last time I saw you was when we were both trapped on a cruise ship. That sounds about right. <laughs> right before <laughs> ever, right before the world ceased. We weren't on the one that started everything. Right. No, not the bad one. <laughs> like, we weren't trapped. Um, well, you're always trapped on a cruise ship, so I hate yes, to quibble, but... It is. <laughs> depending on the tone of your day... <laughs> It is. You are in the mall in the ocean and there's a casino there and more than seven days would have destroyed my my brain cells. Yeah. My friend May Sean from high school was a cruise ship performer and he was stuck on one what? for a couple months. Yeah. What did he do? I mean, he just read books, tried to keep his, his sanity. They eventually let him, let him back onto shore, but he was like at that exact wrong window where, you know, you got stuck and then now he's teaching my, my, uh, seven-year-old daughter at the dance academy how to do like coffee grinders and stuff so he's he's bounded back in a major way he's crushing it he's escaped he's now in the mainland and he's doing doing well <laughs> right never so a dancer on the cruise ships. again I, I guess yeah <laughs> i'm trying to remember so you you and your brothers are you guys still in the same town that you grew up in or so i live in we all grew up in huntington west virginia yes i live in huntington west virginia now they have moved to Cincinnati and Austin. Yeah, you guys are all separated now. Yeah. But you work together at the same time, too. That's impressive. Well, it's actually the the reason we started podcasting together was like they we had grown up together and they moved to they both moved to Cincinnati initially. And we just like weren't talking ever. Um and not out of any sort of spite, yeah. just like life, you know. Uh and uh I had started podcasting a little bit, and this was like 08. We thought it would be a good excuse to like force ourselves to to talk at least once a week for an hour. And that's why we started doing My Brother, My Brother and Me. It's just like <laughs> to force us to communicate, yeah. which is like it's a very McElroy impulse of like, we have to codify communication and it doesn't count if we don't record it. So <laughs> That's a smart thing to do. I probably, I wish my brothers were articulate enough for us to have that kind of relationship. We just have to talk to each other <laughs> forcefully. Well, mine <laughs> weren't at first, Solomon. I had to lift them up. 
The first first few years was just a lot of grunts and monosyllabic, but now it's it's known for being extremely erudite at this point. It's like the thinking persons, my brother, my brother, me. That's a perfect, actually, uh, one of my younger brothers actually just moved in with me recently uh, during the pandemic. And it is, it's actually a great situation for me. I forgot how much I enjoy harassing a younger sibling and... The convenience of having them there. I can't imagine. Just bossing him around. Yeah. I missed it. Go get me a soda. <laughs> He's not paying rent, so I'm like, you're doing everything in the yeah, house. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's kind of distracting, Solomon. You're like the handsomest person I've ever podcasted with. It's really frustrating. <laughs> like, I'm a, I'm like a podcasting six and a half usually, and you're like fucking up the curve <laughs> in such a major way. <laughs> I don't understand. What, how did you end up here in podcasting? Look, I don't think I'm that beautiful. I am that beautiful, but I, I there's there's a part of me that's humbled enough. <laughs> the stand-up set I most recently watched of yours opened with, <laughs> I tried to look decent and overshot. <laughs> it was amazing. That was your opener. Oh, so. God, it is. You know what? Once upon a time... I tried self-deprecating humor and it didn't work. And I that's really my lane, but it refuses. The grass is greener on the other side. I want to be, I want to be the voice. I don't want to be the face. Yeah, it's exhausting. I mean, yeah. I mean, having to shave all the time and all that stuff. I mean, I changed it into my pajamas. Then I was like, ah, I'm going to be on this camera. So I decided to do a formal Hawaiian shirt up top and then <laughs> some, some sweatshirts below the desk. It's classic. Well, you know what? I'm happy for it. That is yeah. a good, that's a really solid Hawaiian shirt too. Well, so thanks, honestly, thanks. I, I try, I strive for perfection <laughs> in all things. Um, so actually working with your family so closely as yeah. well, is there, who do you, who's the gossip in that situation? Who's the one that always... Has the has the story to tell. Usually Travis is like, he's the one of us who's like most yeah. plugged in, I think, to the exterior world. Like podcasting is very mm-hmm. insular, you know, but like yeah. he's the person who's like at shows, talking to people and, and you know, listening to people's different uh, events in their life. But yeah, he's a social butterfly. I've noticed that when, especially when, well, I don't know, like the, the only choice we had on the boat is to talk to each other. So it's I don't know. It's a very limited selection. Yeah. <laughs> but no, he's the one who's like, hey, we're at, you know, Comic Con, we're all going to go get on this boat that, that these people are, you know, and it's like to me, getting trapped on a boat for an hour with a bunch of strangers is like, sounds nightmarish, which is why I agreed to do it for a week. <laughs> I wasn't really thinking with my kids. Yeah, I just bought my best friend, and we there was probably two hours where I was sober during that trip. It's good for the motion sickness. Oh yeah, You're the the alcohol. My wife, my wife is a physician, and that's what she told me to do. Yeah. Look, that's my favorite kind of doctor. She didn't fool around, <laughs> <It's> like, yeah. <laughs> but you guys, you guys been together for a long time, haven't you? Right? Yes. So like, we. Since- um, this is I. I don't know if this is gossip, but it is high like high school drama. We um. I want to hear it. <laughs> uh, we, so we dated when I was 15 and she was 13, stage manager of uh, Charlotte's Web, and she was my assistant stage manager. We had met before, which is, <laughs> the power dynamics are not great, Solomon, I will grant you. <laughs> it was look, a different look, time, I'm, I'm hearing, I understand. Yes, I get it. I get it. Yeah, you were the authority figure, though, but Okay. <laughs> 
we had actually met in Wizard of Oz where she was like Girl of Oz number two and I was Lord Growly. All classic characters you remember from the film, I'm sure. Yes. But, Lord Growly, yes. Right, yeah, I definitely remember him. Yeah, him, you know. He had several lines. <laughs> There's several great lines that I still remember to this day. Um, but we dated for like a couple uh, of months and... Oh man, this is embarrassing, but it was like that sort of like high school, middle school dating where it's like you're calling people on the yeah. phone and just like, you're just on the phone, right? Like you're on the phone watching Space Ghost when we were kids and like stuff like that. But I called her to invite her to homecoming and she turned me down. And I was like, whoa, wow. wow. And it ca- completely caught me by surprise. So you're experiencing this story the way I did. So I was like, oh, that's... Two months of dating? Two months of dating. Okay. Turn me right. down for a homecoming. But here... So I was like, I tried to... And one of her friends got on the phone first. Did, couldn't get direct through. Had to go through her associate. <laughs> when I called 304 When I Yeah. When I called 304 I did not get my girlfriend, Sydney Swirl. I got... Her associate, Melissa, who was, who was screening calls for one Justin McElroy, harnessing the power of caller ID wow. to keep me at the gate. Wow. So it was like, so I finally got through Melissa and I finally started talking to Sydney. And what I came to find out was that I had gone to church camp and not told her that I was going to church camp for a week. So I, we were like talking every night and then I was just like stone cold incommunicado that disappeared off the face of the earth. Did not tell her I was going. Didn't even occur to me. Was an idiot. Like like most you know, uh, people of that age just like didn't even think like, oh, I should mention this. And uh, it was it was hurtful enough that I ended up uh, flying solo to, to homecoming, I believe. Um, this is the all. most sweetest pie story of of conflicts. This is like yeah. a Jack and Diane moment. This is absolutely wonderful. This is the kind of stories I love to hear. Yeah. Uh, we broke up. It was sort of a de facto break. I was sort of like, well, I, I see what, what's happening here. I'll, I'll, you know, go along your way. Um, but in college, it was many years later. She dated a guy for many years. Mm-hmm. I was engaged and then not engaged. And we were at a bar called uh, Banana Joe's Island Party was the name of this bar, Banana Joe's Island Party. I love this place already. It was great. It's closed now. Now it's the Wild Dog Saloon. You remember? So (laughs) uh, we were at Banana Joe's. (laughs) Banana Joe's Island Party was like the big college bar. And there was a a shitty dive bar next door that um, actually renamed itself because they hated Banana Joe's so much. They This shitty dive bar in like the ultimate like Huntington style, like businesses hating other businesses. Uh, renamed itself, like put up a new sign, renamed itself to <laughs> Pineapple Tom's Peninsula Bash. <laughs> what is the name of the place? Banana is- Joe's Island I- Party was the big bar. They re- <laughs> This shitty dive bar next door renamed itself <laughs> to Pineapple Tom's Peninsula Bash. Is there, I feel like there's a dartboard filled with names and they're just shooting them. They just changed, order. They changed pi- Banana to Pineapple, Joe to Tom. Island <laughs> Peninsula and Party to Bash. They just changed the name of their bar to troll the bar next door. Um, <laughs> but I was there with, and Sydney happened to be there. Uh, and uh, I went and talked to her and, and asked her to dance just as like sort of a friendly way. And uh, mm-hmm. I said, you know, for that time we dated, uh, we never actually like kissed. 
And I feel like we should like rectify that. So at least it's a closed loop, like unfinished business that we have to at least try to see what was there. And standing out there on the dance floor at Banana Joe's, we kiss and then we've been together for, I don't know, 17, 16, 17 years at this point. Oh, that's, that's a charming story. So it's like age 12, take a break, come back around together and here you are still. And, but now it's, we weren't ready. We weren't ready. (laughs) Well, I feel like that's, that's the right thing to do. I think taking a break (laughs) during your formative years is always the best. It's weird. I, I was actually thinking about it, like trying to think back to like high school stuff. It's weird how much stuff in high school, like, do you have stuff like this where it's like, you know, it happened to you. You know that it happened and you don't know like why or how or like, like I dated another girl. We went to go see Bridges of Madison County. It was like my first date, right? I took her to go see Bridges of Madison County. I went bowling with her family like two weeks later. Yeah. Oh, sexy. (laughs) And high school kids losing it. Nobody understands the the yearning of middle-aged people gone to seed like like high schoolers. Um, (laughs) <laughs> but we like went to go see that movie. Then we went to like uh, go to bowling with her family at like a party or something. And like, I never talked to her again. And I don't know. It, I don't I have no memory of saying like, well, that's we're done here. This relationship yeah. is over. It just sort of like, I don't know. It just I've stopped. Like I had a girlfriend for a week because we went to Denny's together to study. And I don't know how it ended or how it wrapped up, but I know it ended. And I was unsure how it even began because I don't remember agreeing to it at all. <laughs> right. It's like, how did you have that <laughs> memory. It's like, you wish you could go back in time like, hey, how did you get here? Do you Are you aware of how this happened? <laughs> I thought we were just going to Denny's to study, <laughs> but how are we dating now? <laughs> I didn't know we even agreed to this, but it's like, there's plenty of things that I just, like, I remember, like, especially like we'd all hang out in the back lot of this one school I went to and the kids would do that weird choking game, which I never understood. Understood. Yes. It's where like they they choke each other until they pass out and then they're like, it gets you really high. I'm like, I'm not gonna let any of you choke me. That's not gonna happen today. <laughs> a kid definitely but I like definitely there. several kids must have died. <laughs> I mean, like after is that thing did they do the thing where they like grab you from behind and pull you backwards yes. and like man, we were this I people complain about kids on screens, but honestly, <laughs> like it's probably good. I'd rather my kid play Roblox than try to asphyxiate themselves oh, yes. for entertainment. <laughs> It, it might come back around. Who These knows? trends never Everything's go away. Always new again. Well, they, we need one TikTok about like, here's how you knock yourself out. <laughs> well, you know here's what? I should start a TikTok account. And the first thing I post, <laughs> the first time I ever choked myself out to the point of <laughs> Here's my TikTok brand. It's only the, I only want one viral TikTok and I want to be done. Now be careful. I'll just like, post that one and completely never touch my TikTok ever. I, I thought that I thought that I wanted that until it happened to me. Oh, Berries and cream. I'll never, I'll never get out from underneath berries and cream. <laughs> Do you know what it feels like, Solomon, to realize that you are having like that is the biggest cultural impact I'll ever have in my entire life? Is because one January afternoon I was pretty bored and I uploaded the berries and cream sound to TikTok, and I mean millions it's upon millions of tens and millions, millions, of millions, and it's like that is it, right? Like that's it. Like uh, if I get a New York Times uh, obituary. It'll be uploader of the berries and cream sale, Justin McRoy. To be fair, that's a, that's a solid corner of the internet tab. Uh, TikTok is, I think, like the big like didn't like Facebook is now trying to find a way to like take them down using like yeah, Russian fuck, like no like Republican operatives. Is. It's just, like just the most insane I'd, thing. I wish I had profited from it in any way, shape, or form. Like any any of that's, that would be great to figure out how to that's monetize. Always, oh. 
you know what? That's the truth behind it all. That's the thing about going viral is no one gets rich off of it. It's not That's worth true. it. Um, but you, so you are now in Huntington, uh, West Virginia. Is that close to the yep. water, I'm assuming? or uh, Yeah, there's a, so there's a, uh, it's on the river, which made it a popular transportation hub when it was yeah. founded. So it's on the river uh, between, sort of like if you can imagine where Ohio, Kentucky, and West Virginia all meet. It's at okay. the, that like tri-state area, far western edge yeah. of West Virginia. How big of a town is it? About 50,000. 50,000? So that's like a small town. Is it like, yeah. is there, what's a gossip culture going on in, in the town of 50,000? <sighs> I mean, it's, you know, medium sized town. I, when I grew up, it was very um, church focused. Mm-hmm. So that was like my oh. insight into the gossip world was like, my mom was the secretary. So she like, she heard it all at the at the church. So she was like very plugged in. Not like a very gossipy person by nature, but did like, she got it. And and all the gossip in my church, at least we were Southern Baptists and like the gossip was always presented. It was never presented like, did you hear what I heard? It's like, we have to keep this person in our prayers. You know, it was like, it was always like, it's, they are really, they're really struggling right now. And Lord Jesus, we just want you to take them and lift them up and help them through this adultery that they have embarked on. And, <laughs> Lord, please help him with the struggles he's having with younger women. We know that that is, that we just know that Satan, we know that Satan, God, and we know him and we know his tongue. And Lord Jesus, we just ask that you lift him up and deliver him from that wickedness. <laughs> that is, oh my God, that is perfect. That is, I honestly, I feel like that's, I would have gone to that church then. I I grew up Ethiopian Orthodox. We're very dreary sermon focused. Uh, no one gets right. to really say anything. So you just, it's a lot of standing, sitting down and just hoping for it to end. There was a lot of like, I, well, you would have, it was such a social hub. So it was like, people would do like the Easter pageant or whatever. And there's not a lot of area for teens. So the teens would come out early and like shout Hosanna. And then at the end, like, oh, they got him. I hope he comes back. But like in between, <laughs> it was just a bunch of making out, like people hanging out in the closets and making out with each other. And like, it was a ribald scene for, for the teens back then. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a cool spot though. I, that's fun. I, yeah, not for me. Not, thought- if you get to a certain, this is my experience, at least maybe it's not universal, but... When you're that age, I mean, I it could have been anything. I was a pretty socially awkward person and also like overweight back then in those days. And um, so I got left on the outside of a lot of that stuff. So gossip would kind of be like, you know, the, in Entertainment Weekly, when you read the lines from shows you don't watch and it's like, here's some great <laughs> lines you missed from that show. I just read like, oh, it sounds wild. Yeah, I didn't catch that. I wasn't, in, <laughs> I wasn't involved with that one, but that sounds... Yeah, that sounds wild. That sounds yeah. crazy. That sounds, yeah, that sounds cool. crazy. That sounds I would have loved to have been there for that. That sounds awesome. <laughs> Next time, right? Next time. Pound it. Nope. Okay, we're walking away. All right. No big. Oh. That's all right. I got a pine box derby that I got to get ready for anyway. So, um. <laughs> yeah. I know for me and my brothers, especially, like we would get in, like we would probably get in stuff collectively, but my brothers were the ones that were always like, they're more social than me. So they would always have the more information than me too. It's very generational for me. Like I don't, I didn't, yeah. I didn't dabble in what they were. That seemed like kids stuff to me. Cause I was the oldest. So it was just yeah. like, I don't know the, the ways of children. Like I was like, I was very much like, no one bothers me. I'm the elder one. And if they, if you do, I ruin your life. Yeah. <laughs> right. 
but we did like we did stuff together like uh <laughs> whenever and when i was about to get in trouble uh especially <laughs> one of my brothers uh loved to steal uh and nice. uh, like i'm terrified of the law and getting in trouble but i remember one time uh at a rite aid he had a backpack full of stuff and he was being dragged to the uh the security office and he managed to take everything out of the bag while i was behind him wow <laughs> That is impressive. Before that is he like, even got <laughs> that's a real level of craft that I, I can only aspire to. Yeah, the two the two younger ones were the troublemakers, while I was the uh, goody two shoe. Uh, right. Yeah, I think that that's a benefit of being younger. Is like when you're older, there hasn't been someone in front of you to like screw up and kind of see how it works out. So it was very uncharted. Like I didn't know what would happen if I, you know had premarital sex. I wouldn't say the option was open to me, but had it been, I didn't know the repercussions <laughs> for that. I didn't know how, you know, how that how that would shake out for me. Like, I had no idea. I didn't have, you know, an older brother who was like messing up mm-hmm. and doing a bunch of dumb crap and putting metal in the microwave because he didn't oh. know any better or that kind of stupid crap. Well, I'm the, I'm the oldest of the... There's seven of us all together, actually. Wow. I'm the oldest of the three younger brothers. The top, the four elders were like treated like separate entities uh, from oh, us. Oh, right. Because we were the three youngest boys. Yeah. So I I still have the benefit of not being a true older child, but I definitely am the older of the three that couldn't take any risks. How much of an age gap is there between? The older ones are for like a few years off, but the my sister is only two years older than me, but it's an African family. So it's like, ah, don't associate yourself with the boys. It's not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so she'd be off in a corner and be like, can I hang out? And my dad would be like, no. I'm like, okay, cool. That's a weird way to raise people. There's a 17 year gap between my wife and her youngest sister. So wow. uh, there's a large gap between the two of them. And I hand to God, this is in the time that we were broken up, but when her, when her sister came along, I was like out of town working at a theater in Virginia when her mom was like at her most pregnant. So I got back and there was just this baby. And I, I, for years, even after we got together, I, for years, I was like, I want you to know it's okay. You can just tell me that it was yours. Like you just admit to like, you could just say it. It's fine. There's no judgment. I love Riley as my own. It's no big deal. We'll figure it out. But I do. I just need you to be honest. Please. I need you to just. (laughs) That is just like, there's no way that old lady had another child. There's just no way. It doesn't make sense. I've read the books. I've read the science. I got to see in biology. I know what I'm doing. There's no such thing as a 17-year gap, but it's actually <laughs> not uncommon. Yeah, it happens. It happens. I Not in my family. I don't know. I, that's, it sounds like a... <laughs> what a pleasant surprise. So she's a teenager now, I'm assuming, right? She's going to law school next year, yeah. Law school. Ah, I forget how we're older. <laughs> I know, right? I just, uh, I just hit middle age, and I'm just like, oh, I guess I have to be that now. <laughs> yeah, I guess this is it. I, I'm good jailing at this point. I don't know. <laughs> I love getting older. I think that's the best thing you can do for yourself. Mm, like physically or emotionally or? Uh, emotionally. I think yeah. physically it's the worst thing you can do for yourself, but it's the most, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's the best comfort of like, like my body now. I'm like, whatever happens, I'm, I'm fine with. <laughs> yeah. That's, I'm not loving that part. I've, I don't love just being in pain when I wake up <laughs> all the time every day for no reason. Um, 
Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's funny. I don't. I, I feel like I've always kind of been fairly dadly. Like uh, my, mm-hmm. you know, I wore like button down plaid and shirts and khakis to school. Like I, I was fairly in the pocket. So yeah. I just feel like I'm, uh. I was peaking. You know, when I got to the dad, I was like, oh, <laughs> finally people will leave me alone about what I'm doing. This is where the, I want to be. This is where Look. I've been aiming for. This is it. This is this is what I was called to do. It was exhausting being in college. <laughs> Look, as a person who took a briefcase to the third grade, I was 40 years old in my soul for a long time. <laughs> Okay, Justin, it's time to read some of the juicy submissions we get from our listeners. It's mailbag time. So I'm going to share a couple of these with you and you can, we'll just react to them in real time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hearing this so for this the first is, time. This is not, for the first time. This is not fake. Look, I'm reading them out loud for the first time. <laughs> so overheard at the eye doctor. A uh, wife of local funeral home was asked why they opened a second location just past the city limits. Very, very small town. Her eyes went dark and she said it's her husband's cousin who is trying to cash in on the family's name and steal business. Oh my God. Wow. Her husband's cousin. They got a Gallagher too situation. It's not even, well, it's not even a bloodline situation because Gallagher is at least Gallagher's brother. Yeah, this Gallagher is, is Gallagher's cousin. brother. This is, yeah, there's not, <laughs> you don't have that direct genetic. <laughs> like he was, he was invited to do it at one point. He was like, you be me so I can take some time off. I reference Gallagher too so much because it is the wildest thing. Like talk about juice, man. God. Gallagher got so busy that he hired his brother to be other Gallagher and then he wanted him to stop and he wouldn't. So then there was just two Gallagher's running around. These kids today, they don't even know about Gallagher 1. Forget trying to pitch them on Gallagher (laughs) 2. Look, it's it's the same act, which is the, like, it's, and I I don't know if you've, like, and there's also, keep in mind, Gallagher is an insane comic with the most insane jokes. Yeah, a lot of a lot of rough, a lot of rough chuckles rough, in the Gallagher, Gallagher um, world. He's probably smashing pumpkins right now and complaining about cancel culture. And it's- <laughs> cancel this! <laughs> but wow, just to the like that is honestly that level of audacity, especially in a small town, is really impressive. Yeah, I kind of respect somebody who's that crazy. Uh, I was like, you know what? I'm going to open another business with your name on it. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a funeral home. So you actually have to do at least a good job once. (laughs) And I imagine you have to live and die by, if you'll pardon, by your reputation, right? You do that one time. You're like, I don't know. I guess the nose goes here. And it's like, I, that's it, right? You're done. Yeah. I've never had to prepare a body for, I've seen them and um, I definitely don't want to do that job. Credit to anybody who can pull that off. Even if they're stealing <laughs> a family name, it's still got to be a rough game. Look, and what a weird thing to cash in on, honestly. Like of all the things you cash in on a family, like, oh, it's usually like a fame or acting, like celebrity stuff, but this is just a funeral home? I don't know. <laughs> like, Imagine watching your cousin do the like do the embalming and you're like, I have got to get me some of that. <laughs> how, do I get a sl- how do I get a slice of this pie? How, how much funeral home money you making? <laughs> how much you pulling down on? Let me, let me, let me see these numbers real quick. <laughs> wow, I gotta get on, get in on this. <laughs> All right, and this next one is um, so this is from New Year's Day, two thousand eighteen. Uh, we're at the IHOP on Canal in New Orleans after the Cotton Bowl. Uh, the host tells us it will be a thirty minute wait, even though the restaurant is completely empty. 
We ask why, and she tells us the cooks are in the middle of a fist fight in the kitchen. <laughs> 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 She probably wasn't Excuse supposed me. to admit that. I cannot imagine that was vertical. Well, also knowing it's going to take thirty minutes <laughs> when these when these animals start tearing at each other, they Every will stop to one start. of them's dead. That's a stressful gig, though. I mean, as somebody who was a line chef at the Olive Garden for a month, I can tell you with with uh, absolute certainty that's a rough. Yeah. It's a tense line of work. There's Look, a lot of stress. As somebody who's worked at three different Denny's, I <laughs> am very familiar with this storyline. And, <laughs> and dated at it. one. You three worked at three, <laughs> dated at one. Dated one. It was it's Denny's is a very it's a particular place. I probably mentioned this at a probably a previous podcast episode, but I'm gonna say it again <laughs> because you're here. Like it's it's an insane place uh that is like I remember one of the places one time in the work that I worked with on Graveyard Shift with this guy named Brock. He was like 21 and his mom was the uh, morning shift uh, employee. And I remember uh, switching out at 6 a.m. And she looks at me and she goes, by the way, I actually went into labor with Brock at the server station. And I was like, I need to get out of here ASAP. This is (laughs) not where I want to (laughs) die. I can't die here. Brock was born here. I can't die here. <laughs> I, mean, I, I gotta leave, and that's like you can feel like yourself slowly being pulled. It's like that. It's like the painting in The Shining. If you say it, if you work at Denny's for more than two months, <laughs> there's, so, there's someone who's been working in. there for seven years listening. He's like slowly turning down the knob. Like I'm, it'll be over in a few minutes. I'll turn it back up in a second. <laughs> That's the mailbag, and thanks for sending in your mail. I love it. And if you want to hear your story on the show, visit teamcoco.com slash heyjuice. Time for a short break, and when we come back, we're going to the phones to hear some juicy Midwestern gossip. We'll be back with the juice line. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince. Rag and Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Welcome back to The Juice. I'm here with the legend, Justin McElroy. All right, Justin, now's the time in our show when we go to the phones. We call it The Juice Line. And I'm hearing from our board operator that today's caller is Eric. Let's patch him in. 
Please hold. Welcome, Eric. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Hey, Eric. So the story I have is I worked at a zoo in Wisconsin for probably 10 years, all of high school, all of college, and I would do it during the summers. And one of the interesting things that happens is when an animal dies, they'll announce it, and it's very mournful, and, you know, people are sad about it. But the question is, what Wait, did they... Wait, hold on, time out. Sorry, yeah. Eric, I got to stop here already. <laughs> this announcement... Is this like a at, to the staff after the park is closed? Or if it's like, everyone, put down your corn dogs. Check this out. <laughs> Bubby the seal has died, yeah. everybody. Bubby the seal has passed away. <laughs> Do not stop by Bubby the seal's <laughs> habitat. It's a bad scene over there. We ask for your privacy and consideration at this trying time. Anyway, back to your corn dogs. Yeah, back to the corn dogs. Oh, cotton candy's $4 <laughs> at the gift shop. <laughs> well... What they like to do is uh, try to hide the fact that the animal's sick and it's going to die. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my parents did that too with my great-grandpa, actually. It never works out. So Buddy the Seal went to the farm, everyone. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, so the announcement usually is like blasted out on Twitter. It's like in the newspaper yeah. in the morning, but you don't really find out what happens. And, you know, if you're in an exhibit in a zoo, there's like the front of the house scene that you walk by. It's outside. And then there's the back of the house cage where we just assume that's where they go to sleep. Well, it's also where they go to die. And my question to you guys is when an elephant, which is three tons to six tons, dies in a small cage like that, how do you get it out? What do you do with that? Sections? <laughs> Absolutely. With a chainsaw. Sections. And you oh, cut it up. Oh, no. You cut what? it up. No. Yes. No. Yes. Limb by limb. A lot of juice. Yeah. That sounds way too much. Giraffes. Hippopotamuses. Elephants. Anything. (laughs) Oh my God. It becomes. You've altered the entire zoo world for me. (laughs) A peacock you can just slip out of the trash can. No big (laughs) deal. So you'll look in those those cages in the back and you'll see they have like little drainage systems. And people go, oh, that must be to like hose it off and get the poop out. But no, it's a Dexter kill room, too, and you need to be able to drain the blood out of the body, okay? That's what you need to do. <laughs> oh, my God. So as, as uh, you know, little Tommy's reading the newspaper and his favorite elephant, his entire life has passed away, they're sawing that thing up piece by piece. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is savage. That is so brutal. Wow. And there is a... So, there is... A, what did you have to do, Eric? <laughs> well... Who did you... Who did you cut up? So I... I, what, I who did you murder? I wasn't a zookeeper. I, I, was, I was the head of concessions there. So okay. I ran, like, the weddings, and I would fill the vending machines. But I had access to all the beer, which was a great way to hang out with the zookeepers because... Beer is currency, yeah. right? Free beer is always currency. That's how it goes. Yeah. Oh my goodness! And when gracious. you're cutting animals up, you probably want to get hammered a lot, right? I mean, that's yeah, kind of, like yeah. use, a, use a cold one. And this is more. No, thank you. So I want to do it with nothing but a clear mind and a sobriety on my side. <laughs> <laughs> I want to look God in the eye and tell him I killed that elephant. I want to face it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. This isn't the only death at the zoo. It's actually just a world of animal oh. death. To be honest with you. So yeah. at the zoo, there's a lot of popcorn and there are a lot of kids dropping food. 
So by proxy, there's a lot of geese that come there. That's the hang. And I don't yeah, know if you've uh-huh. seen these big, these uh, large goose or large yeah. geese with babies. These things are mean. They'll hiss at you. They'll bite your kid's little fingers. So it becomes an issue. And they, there's mm-hmm. just too many of them. So once a year during the summer, they get a crew together. They get huge pieces of plywood. And they slowly get them together like this. And it like folds <sighs> into this box, right? And then they take that box Released. and they no they kill they kill all the geese they kill all the geese oh, <laughs> oh, oh God. man and they, oh, they can, well, I thought they would like move them to like Vegas or something no so. no even worse <laughs> even worse they would feed them to the homeless they would give them to the food banks what yes well well, well, well at circle. least they're being ate <laughs> the circle yeah those elephants it's not are like getting eaten elephant meat that's not there's a lot of elephant protein going down the. T- <laughs> <laughs> Just homeless people eating. It's like, what is this? Oh, we're having elephant tonight. Look, once in your life, right? Oh my god, that is Eric. Also, every zookeeper rifle trained and taught, depending on the animal, shoot to kill if it gets out of its cage. All right. Well, Well, now I want to date a zookeeper. Okay, Eric. That's (laughs) (laughs) That's a cool aesthetic. Do you have any of their phone numbers? Because now I'm into it. (laughs) (laughs) This is some real, uh, yeah. It's a great job for a a future Jeffrey Dahmer type. That's uh, (laughs) oh yeah. It's a great gig. I get to cut up elephants. (laughs) I uh, I shot a bunch of geese last year. Honey, what'd you do last night? Well, I chopped a hippo's head off. It's the greatest job I've ever loved. I'm never gonna quit. I'm I'm hopefully getting tenured. (laughs) Wow, Eric. Thank you for that eye-opening piece of gossip and truth into the world and how (laughs) I have to see it from now on. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. All right, I got to go kill an animal. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Look, this is a show about gossip. I don't hope for the best people to be listening to my show. <laughs> when they should find a better show. <laughs> like, I want people just as toxic as me to stick around. <laughs> no, I'm not in. I don't. I don't condone this, but I do want to know this. But we're here. I, I mean, want here. I want to know these things, well, Justin. It is so good to see you. Uh, hopefully, maybe not a, next time we see each other and won't be on a boat. It's been great. Thank you so much. It's been so fun. It was my pleasure to have Justin McElroy. Justin and his family have kicked off a live tour with U.S. dates running from April through November. For tickets, visit bit.ly slash McElroy Tours. For all things McElroy, visit themcelroy.family. And of course, don't forget to check out Justin's Max Fun podcasts, Sawbones, My Brother, My Brother and Me, and The Adventure Zone, wherever you get your shows. As always, if you want to tell your story on The Juice, send them in by visiting teamcoco.com slash heyjuice. The Juice is produced by Nick Liao, Jen Samples, and Lisa Berm. Executive producers are Jeff Ross, Adam Sachs, and Joanna Salataroff. Engineering and music by Eduardo Perez. I'm Solomon Giorgio. See you all back here next week as we dish out more of the low-stakes gossip you love to hear on The Juice. And as always, have a juicy day. This has been a Team Coco production. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. 
Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.